0: Hello, welcome, Pastor Deborah here again. Yeah, welcome to a new format of the wonderful series that's already on the YouTube channel called Storytime. I have been working in a wonderful series to help you understand the heart of a wonderful, wonderful person. The Heavenly Father. It already has many videos, mm-hmm. but this is going to be the same series, but a new format. I am recording in Zoom Pro mm-hmm. with a motion video by Pixabay. That's right. And this is called Story Time in the Garden. We're going to pick up in this new format. In lesson number three, and it deals with understanding our creator. Yeah, and I want to welcome everybody to the garden, even though I'm sitting physically in my living room as a storm is coming and passing overhead right now. I'm in the realm of the spirit. We're on every planet and galaxy now through every star system, black hole, Things beyond the James Webb Telescope. God has granted me permission to travel the seas of space. Be an adventurer. Go out to new lands. Mm -hmm. Meet new people. New creations. You may not be called a human. Mm -hmm. But you could be. I'm not quite sure. You're just a living creature. Like Pastor Deborah. Spiritually. So we're in the realm of the spirit, and we're going to begin this new format of story time. We had been working through the clothes of the king. I think we had done the crown, and we had done his shoes, what he was going to wear, as he was stepping out of his closet of being just one. Because he had created all of this, and it had stayed within him for who knows how long. And he had discovered one with all of this in him was a lonely number. And he wanted to create you in all of the spirit realm and then venture out into the realm of the natural. But he wasn't going to step out without being properly dressed, showing you his identity, his character, his image and likeness. He was to be a king, a royal majesty, and he had to have all the robes, the crowns, and in this story time, number three, the scepter. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that in this lesson, of story time in the garden, and I want to introduce you to a wonderful, sweet little teddy, and he's going to help us. Little Teddy, he's holding a rose, which you might consider a scepter. Once I tell you the definitions, but say, hello, little Teddy. He's a traveler with me. He's not real. He has no spirits in him. He's a stuffed animal. He reminds me of you, a little one. So say, hello, Teddy. And he's going to be with us on this new format. So welcome to all of you from wherever you are from, no matter your age, your condition of your physical body. Welcome here in the garden of Eden itself, the very presence and delight of this God, this heavenly father. Not many gods allow you in his presence. All they want you to do is obey, sacrifice. Maybe you'll get blessed. Mm -hmm. But not this one. This God is a loving God. And we want to talk about his scepter today. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for once again coming to us in story time in the Garden of Eden to teach us about your scepter of your kingdom. What it's for, what the word means. So when we read it in your words of spirit and life, we can understand spiritually what it is and what it's to do and why we are to also learn about it. So you may grant it to us. Help us, Father, to learn about a word we may not have seen too much of in our governments. We see them in royalty and ceremonies. And I'm going to tell you where else you see it. Mm-hmm. In a minute. But right now, Father, be with us as you teach us out of your heart of love. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. The scepter. How do we spell it? Capital S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's the word, scepter. And it is an emblem of a king. Mm-hmm. All kings have them. You'll see them on Earth. Presidents and prime ministers don't have them because they are not a king. They want they are want to be kings, but they have to get their power through election. A king is not that way. A king is through bloodline. Mm-hmm. And when you get born again by believing in this heavenly father and his son, Christ Jesus, you become an heir. You're in the bloodline, the family of the king of the kingdom of heaven. So let's look at the very birth of all life. It came from, see, deep in the heart and out through its spoken words, its breath came life. Deep in there was agape love, identity, image, and likeness, the very heart of the Heavenly Father himself, the creator of the Garden of Eden, even on your planet. Yes, you have one. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. But you have them. They're just hidden from you. You're a living creature. I know that, and you know that. The scepter. Belongs to a king,
1: a ruler, a royal person,
0: an emperor. And you must be a god of the kingdom of heaven to have it. Oh, you don't think you're a god? Pastor Deborah's a god. I was told by this young man named Christ Jesus that back in the Old Testament of the Bible, the oracles of God, that means the word of God. And it's true interpretations were given to humanity. Who he said he gave them to gods. Now, I don't have the big G. I'm a little G. I'm a child of the God. And if you study in on the earth ancient history you'll learn gods and goddesses were having children mm-hmm. we might call it mythological ancient beliefs mm-hmm. but we believe now many people do the god called satan your adversary is still having children and god of the garden of eden he is birthing new children there's a lot of birth going on all the time. And this one, the heavenly father, before he stepped out of his closet and breathed out you and me and creation, all the galaxies and stars, all the elements and the rules and the laws of creation. He had designed his own clothes. He was a designer, an architect. He designed his clothes, his crown, his emblems. Everything would reflect his symbols of authority, dominion, and power to all life forms. First, he designed his place where he would live, the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And he built cities and pastures and Mountains, waterfalls, and the garden. He actually brought part of the kingdom of heaven to earth and to your planet. Here, the garden. It's just a little portion of the kingdom of heaven. So you'll get a taste of his presence and what you are to help expand into the hearts of men. Mm Mm-hmm. So they can come into the garden spiritually like you are right now today. He made his own crown, placed it upon his head, called the word of God. Mm -hmm. And it was glorious, righteous. It was full of law and justice and judgment. It even ruled his own emotions. His word. And it was full of authority and dominion and blessings. And when spoken, bowed to and served, it would bring forth life. Let's hear a little bit about that. That part of the one who came out of his closet. He was lonely. (laughs) Boy, did he have an experience in birthing life. Can you imagine breathing out, having your own spirit infuse it with life, power? Let's listen to King David of the Old Testament, the second king of the kingdom of Israel, which means prince, in Psalms 138, verse 2. This is King David speaking to us. I will worship towards your holy temple. Yeah, this king has a temple. And praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. Does your God, is he a loving kindness kind of God? Does he have truth? That will extend past death. For you, O God, O Lord, King David is saying, have magnified, raised up above all your word, above all your name. The word was important, the word was the very thoughts and heart. Of this creator, this God of the Holy Bible. The word became the crown that sat on his head. He would submit to it himself. Even when he was upset and angry, he would submit to the laws, the judgment, and justice. Mm -hmm. So he was beginning to get dressed. The crown represented law, rulership, dominion, authority, power. And the Lord is well pleased in his own righteousness. And the Lord is well pleased, King David said, for his righteousness, his law's sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. Law is important when you see any person violating law uh because of their memories, their, their feelings, their own desires. They are not righteous people. That's right. So the crown, the word of God, magnifies the law. It's righteous and glorious. Reminds God himself. To always look to the law. The crown was a mark. A memorial. It recognized honor. Authority and character. Fame and renown. The law was a precept. A sept is an idea. A concept. It was a statue. That meant it was permanent. Mm-hmm. Law also informs us. It instructs us, it teaches us, it directs us and shows us both the blessings of it by obedience and the curses for disobedience. So, law is vital. Mm-hmm. It helps us. Our spirit needs to know it and our soul also. As I said, the word precept, pre, P-R-E, means before. Sept, s e Pt means pre means idea, and here's how it's broken out by Webster's Dictionary: a command or principle intended as, especially as a general rule or action. That's a precept. Number two, an order issued by legal constituted. Authority to a subordinate official. It means before. It means to instruct. It's law. So understanding precepts are important. So in his continuing of releasing of himself, stepping out of his own closet, as you can see, these hearts are doing breathing out. This creator God continued to create his royal attire, his symbols, his emblems that he would use to demonstrate to all creation, his sovereignty, his royal rulership. He made himself a king, a God who is a king.
1: God means creator. King is a
0: military warrior, an ambassador, a politician, a ruler, a shepherd. He was going to show us his royal rulership, his legal right of authority and power, because that he was the only God. And no others. And he created every spirit. And some of them fell from him. That they want to be him. So. This everlasting creator. This God. Who is a king. Who has a throne room. Has a kingdom. That means territory. Land. Culture. Language. Rules. Laws. Justice. Judgment. Decided to step out of his own self. See, he's breathing out into the vastness of nothingness. That he was going to be in himself. And he was going to be dressed appropriately. And all life would see him. In truth and light. As a king. They would come to know him as the eternal God. The only creator of life. Now, there is another creator when the spirit of life, the Holy Spirit, is not in somebody's spirit and not a part of their life. Death begins to work. It's perversions and twisting. Mm -hmm. Death is separation. So it's sort of another form of creation. It's a perversion, a twisting, a diseased form of life. God was going to show you
1: that he and he alone was
0: the supreme ruler, the king, the great holy king with a vast, eternal, and limitless kingdom. That's what Pastor Deborah just discovered when I met all of you from other galaxies. And I've traveled to your planets, but they're strange to me. And I'm sure Earth is strange to you. I may look strange in the spirit, but that's okay. Coming from this God of great creation and imagination, He is a wonderful creator architect designer of all life forms i've discovered that by just looking at our deep oceans here on earth down miles and miles and miles there's some weird looking creatures down there you look at our insect world our bird world our animal world our plant world my goodness such a wonderful creator He is the limitless king, the lawgiver, a king when he speaks, he is decreeing and declaring law. He gives glorious law to protect everybody, but he also gives the judgment to those who violate it. He's a giver of blessings and a judge and will punish the guilty. He's the righteous heavenly father, a king of his royal family, of the kingdom of heaven, me and you. Mm -hmm. We were all made in our beginning, in his image, and after his likeness. Even a baby in the earthly world who was born to a king, the firstborn. Now, in the realm of the spirit, we're not a male or female. We are neither. We're a non-gender being. He looks at us as his firstborn, his son, his offspring. They are recognized when our birth is announced to all in the realm. Joyous, joyous songs and praise. We heard that here on earth when our little baby was born. In a manger. In an animal stable. Because it was to represent a lamb. Angels came out of the kingdom of heaven. And said. Peace on earth. Goodwill. Towards men. Mm -hmm. Radiant. Radiant songs and praise. Came. From the kingdom of heaven. So first this living God. This king. Stepped out himself, he created within himself his own image and likeness sort of his own egg and sperm, his own DNA. He is both a father and a mother, all in one. He's a creator, the supreme king, ruler. He's a shepherd, he's a protector, he's the only lawgiver. He's the only righteous judge. He has and is the everlasting word. Himself. He provides eternal life. To everything. Now those things that are evil and wicked. We call them devils and demons and Satan. They cannot die spiritually. They have no physical body to live in. So they want to live in ours. And when the time comes. They will be sent to a place of eternal torment and forgetfulness called the Lake of Fire, never to be heard of, seen again in the entire realm of the spirit or the realm of the natural. This God who's going to give us and show us his scepter is an eternal God. So now came another emblem. Another symbol of his kingship. And you will need to learn about it so you can wield it as he teaches you to. The rulership of authority and dominion, leadership and rulership, even as a great shepherd.
1: The scepter. Yeah. What
0: is the scepter? It's agape love. I want to show you a picture of it uh, in several ways that you might understand it. If you were a shepherd years ago, you might still have it now. Here's a statue of a shepherd holding a baby lamb with a shepherd's staff, a scepter. Can you see it? That staff that he uses can help save them with the crook of it. Mm-hmm. there's other ways you can see how it works. A scepter is the one that's the emblem of power and authority. For a king, it's a a rod that he holds in his hand. And if he points it at you, he can give you death or life. Permission to speak or permission to be quiet. That's the power of just pointing. A scepter. It's given to them at their ordination as a king, not a prince or a child. Just to learn about it. Another way you can see the power of the use of the scepter is with witches' wands. Yeah. And they would point that. We see that a lot in Harry Potter. And they would point their wand. It was a scepter, it was full of power and authority. Yeah, light and death, light and all kinds of power. Another time, you will see it carried into battle. The scepter. But in this king's realm, the scepter was filled with a power beyond all life. Agape love. Agape love was the symbol of the kingdom of heaven, the heart of God. It was the thing with all authority and dominion, agape love. It contained in his scepter authority and dominion, blessings, justice, and law, agape love, a love that was unknown outside of the kingdom of heaven. And it was in embodied in the scepter. The scepter is defined by Webster's Dictionary as one, a token of royal authority, a token of sovereign authority, a token invested, empowered with royal authority. God beloved is a power. It is authority and dominion. Coming right out of the heart. Where we learn later that this God is love himself. Not a human love, a sexual love. But this eternal, unlimitedless, This love that most of us know nothing about. And we have to study to find out about it. It is invested. Well, what does that word mean? Invested means it's a symbol of office or honor. The rod, the scepter, you see it in the wands of witches in Harry Potter and other places. It's furnished with power and authority. Sometimes you'll just see somebody's hand going forth and power coming out. Your arm itself can be a scepter. Sometimes you point that finger. You talk with your finger. And your finger becomes an extension. When you put weapons in your arm, they become the extension of your power and authority in earthly ways. Webster's Dictionary also says invested means power and authority granted. So when a king is crowned, he's given his scepter. You go watch, we'll say Queen Elizabeth II's coronation when she was a young girl. There's videos of it on YouTube. She's carrying an orb in one hand, and she's carrying the scepter in the other. Mm-hmm. Given to her by the church, by the spirit spiritual authorities of the nation. This is a spiritual authority. The king is to represent. A scepter is invested in the king. The rulers, the powers, the authority by the creator of all agape love. Mm-hmm. So first, this creator Decided to step out of his closet. He took. And created. For himself. And put his image and likeness. Agape love. In. His scepter. So when he extends his scepter to you. His hand. Is extending. Without saying a word. Agape love to you. Or. Sometimes. Judgment. He doesn't have to say anything. The scepter speaks for him. Speaks that he's the creator of the law. He's the supreme king, the ruler, the politician. But he's also a shepherd and can use it to protect you. He's a protector. He's the only lawgiver. He's the righteous judge. He can point that scepter at you. And declare guilt or innocence. Sort of like when you see a judge bring down the gavel. And a king, he doesn't do that. He just points that scepter. The scepter is embodied by the everlasting word. Himself. His eternal life of agape love is in it. I want to look at a scripture that might help us. It's called Hebrews 1 eight. And it says a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Mm-hmm. The scepter can be righteous or unrighteous. However you choose. But the Bible tells us that the kingdom of heaven, its scepter is of righteousness. And it is the symbol of the kingdom of heaven. And what is that? Agape love. That's right. And righteousness means it's straight. Not perverse or crooked. It's level. The scepter. The king of the kingdom of heaven. Agape love. That's right. So. When you read the Bible. And you hear about this scepter. Now you'll know. A little bit more about it. When you become a mature. Child. In the kingdom of heaven. And you are granted to be a king in your country, on your planet. You will be given a scepter, an orb, a crown. And you will go forth from the throne room of the kingdom of heaven to your country, your earth, wherever you are, with all authority given to you, spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's right. This is a spiritual work. It's a spiritual scepter. Spiritual sign of agape love. All its rules and laws. And your authority and dominion. It's bound up in that scepter. You say that even in the Harry Potter movies. You got to go buy a wand. And certain wands are meant to be with certain people. Mm -hmm. They carry power. That's right. And how did he get it? By birth. Mm Mm-hmm. When you study a lot of other fantasy movies and mythological movies, some people are born into families meant to carry the scepter. We have a lot of that now here on earth. Now there is an evil, wicked, perverse scepter of the kingdom kingdom of darkness that you have to study. Yeah, it's filled with evil and wicked, not love, hate, jealousy, killing, murder. That's right. Stealing and theft. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you have to learn. So I want to end right here that you will understand the scepter is agape love. And in the next portion, I'm going to take you more into the scepter by taking you more into agape love. Mm-hmm. So let's close out here with prayer dear heavenly father we thank you for teaching these young ones about what is to come in their lives after they grow and learn in your truth that you too will extend to them the scepter of the authority and power of the kingdom of heaven and you will give them the power of righteousness the glory to judge with righteous judgment Wherever they go, in your name, you will invest in them your scepter of the kingdom of heaven. And Father, help them to understand it, even when they speak. When they're out in their nations and culture, how it works. Help them to begin to learn more about this one part of their authority and dominion from you. That they must learn how to handle and understand and the importance of it. That it is a righteous symbol, a righteous weapon, a righteous power and authority that they must learn about. They must learn how to wield it. And they must understand its power and authority itself. Agape, love. Father, we ask that you help all those that are here. If they are one of your children already, help these teachings to be implanted, received, pondered over, nurtured and grown. If they're not your children yet and they want to be, help them, Father, to give them a new birth, a spiritual circumcision out of their soul. From the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And that they, their spirit, their forever person may become the king of their three-part system of spirit, soul, and physical body, whatever it is. Father, help them so they can help their planet, their nations, their culture, their people. Father, bring out of you, breathe on us truth and light from your heart. Help your Holy Spirit to help us to see the light of truth of what a scepter is. And how we're to carry it, why it's given, and what it's for. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, in the next one, in story time, we're going to cover the power and authority, agape love. All right, bye-bye.